0: That this is so awesome, man. i never in a million years, saw so something like this happen. Out of turn number four come the most powerful weight models on the planet, the world of outlaws. I call Scott, my dad, and uh, nothing like the best in the business. Breathing down, you throw your first
1: outlaw in ah yes welcome everybody to episode number 29 of stick signals you're listening to the official podcast of the world of outlaws morton buildings late model series and dirt car racing hi everyone welcome on in my name's ruben morales your host alongside uh my other great co-host uh mick how are you my friend i know you are busy i'm just tired man it's awfully early (laughs) I' it's <laughs> softly early on a Tuesday but we're here we're, we're gonna do this oh yeah Mike Warren
2: how are you doing good doing good it's you know for it's just like last week we get home we turn around we're back at it on Thursday <laughs> it, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. and before you know it's it's weird going but we ra- we're essentially racing 10 times in 21 days which doesn't seem like a lot which may they seem like oh we have 11 days off but really when you put it together it's like no it's like two fly out go somewhere. It, it, those days, like those travel days in between actually shorten it, everything.
0: Yeah, travel day is still a, a full day of maybe not work per se, but it's still a full day. Of
2: course, if you're like me lately and do the route of finish my story at, you know, one thirty two o'clock, sleep for about an hour, get up and be at the airport at 4.30 so I can get home by noon, it's, uh, it's yeah. even, it's like one day is blended together. It's yeah. a long day.
1: Yeah, I, I really feel that. It's just an absolute grind. And then uh, coming back home and yeah yeah I got you I got you anyway um, guys how about this uh, let's get some energy going and cue uh, obviously we can't cue it but like cue earth wind and fire baby it's September let's go like it's it's that part of the year where I mean hopefully it starts cooling off a little bit like Davenport was just plain hot like I, I don't care what anybody says humidity just sucks and like I came back home and it was 95 degrees but it felt bad Better than all three days compared to Davenport.
2: You're asking for it to cool off, and where are we going this weekend? Let's think about geography here for a second there, <laughs> Morales. I know you're a marketing guy, but geez.
1: I mean, I know, South Carolina. By the way, first time to Georgia for me, announcing-wise. I've been through Georgia before. I've
2: never been to Georgia. Really? Oh. Well, maybe I was through it when I was three, but I don't remember that. No, that doesn't count.
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess you've been there, but mm, yeah. Yeah, no,
2: it's, it's the first time to Georgia.
1: Nice. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've never been to uh, Livonia, so definitely that'll be a lot of fun. For those of you fans looking for something to do this weekend, Cherokee Speedway, uh, Thursday night, Rock Galt Memorial, make up 40000 to win, then Livonia Speedway in Livonia, Georgia, 10000 to win and volunteer, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. Uh, But coming off a fun, fun weekend at Davenport. Uh, Mike, other than than it just being so hot, I got to say it was fun.
2: It was a lot of fun. I mean, look, I love quarter mile bull ring racing. We've talked about this many times on this show. And, you know, they're racing the side-by-side, three-wide, a lot throughout this weekend. Just a lot of great racing, a great event that with this Quad Cities 150 that just got started. Great format, 40-40-70, you know, 30 grand to win, and we'll get into the results in just a little bit. But... You know, it, it was just a fun atmosphere. The fair food—I know Ruben loved the fair food atmosphere because food and Ruben just go together. That's just that's just rule number one. <laughs> but the but funny part, part is, you of,
1: went to the vendors more than me. I think you ate like triple the amount that I ate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually went more for the lemonade than uh, I did anything, and all of us can say that. Yeah, yeah that fresh that. lemonade's good. Well, refills are only like three dollars too, so it made it made it. And actually, I did not go to the vendors that much there.
1: Uh, ask Rick Asherman; he'll tell you. Anyway, we could continue. (laughs) what you were saying? Yeah,
2: well, Rick, yeah, Rick, Rick, Rick's also, yeah, Rick will, looking for any joke I can, but, you know, he's been coming up with, yeah, you know what, never mind. (laughs) 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 But let's start with Thursday night and, you know, getting out of the gate. And it was one, you know, you had a lot of big names, you know, really our last time in the Midwest, it's probably... Take the World Finals out of it for a minute because that's where, you know, we'll see just about everybody. But you had, you know, the last—it was really going to be the last time you saw the big names from the Midwest come in. You know, your Bobby Pierce's, your Brian Shirley's, your Shannon Babs, your Jason Fagers. You know, those guys coming in and racing against the World of Outlaws and— well, it was Devin Moran <laughs> that came up with the victory, and what was his at the time his third win of the season. And you know, right now, arguably Moran's best year in the world of Outlaws, and he's only ran I think ten races, so he's been he's been having a really good year. And it was a good battle, but that redraw spot getting that outside pole is huge.
1: Yeah, obviously Devin Moran, like the storyline at the beginning of the year was when he won at Volusia and he tied his dad for outlaw wins, and then he passed his dad winning Bristol. So that was ten thousand at Volusia, twenty five thousand at Bristol. And then he won, um, oh boy, where was the other one? He won... Uh, Were you there this
2: weekend? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: It was um, Davenport. And then he just won again in Davenport. So that's Who was good the guy money.
2: interviewing in Victory Lane? Was it, was it, your, was it your doppelganger? I, you
1: know, it, it just flew by me. Uh, it just... I Yeah. Anyway, I thought he had a... Yeah, my bad. Th- Thursday seems like a century ago for me right now. It, it really does. But yeah, no, like Devin Moran did a phenomenal job. And that was exactly a week ago when he won with the Summer Nationals at um, I-96. Like Devin has uh, proven to be, I told him, like, I think you were one of the uh, best drivers in the country this year. He's like, uh oh, we had a good beginning of the year and then we fell off a little bit and then we're back. Like he's just had a great year and, and it's, it's really good to see Devin Ryan have a good year. Like I would love to see him back on tour with the outlaws that that year in 2017. I, I preach it all the time. It was such a good season for points uh, for the championship, and then Devin with, with the Rookie of the Year was pretty good. There's a,
0: there's a lot of young guns I'd like to see come on tour with us. Pierce, Pierce being one of them ran, I'd love to see Winger come back. I'm um, just actually sitting there thinking about that during Thursday night's race or Friday night's race. Of, mm-hmm. Like, there is some great young late model talent out there. Um, Hoffman running great in that that zero car. What's, what's the number he runs on it, zero NH or something? It's, it's yeah. the
2: zero, but... Kind of like how, when Madden drove from it was an M to differentiate That's from right. Scott. Gotcha, like type of thing. But yeah, it's still yeah. the zero. And yeah. actually, Thursday night, Thursday night, I, if I remember right, the one side of the car was NH, the other side of the car was the Scott Lumquizz Zero. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I think that was just done. what well, wasn't done on purpose.
0: Sometimes you run out of stickers.
2: It happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they literally. We're changing the stickers the next day on that car. And then they ended up switching cars Um, to give the update on Nick Hoffman. So that's the car, the car that they switched to. They wanted to get some laps on it. And uh, that's the one he's going to use for the world. One hundred and hats off to Nick Hoffman for doing good on a car that he's never even, uh, you know, raced before. And uh, Hoffman finished 14th out of a lot of cars that didn't even make the show. So congrats to Nick. He, He had a good run for the first night in that car. That was in the finale. But, uh, yeah, it was good to see Nick. And, yeah, Mick, you're exactly right. I really wish – like, I know Winger wants to be with the Outlaws, but obviously this year he couldn't with all the stuff happening around him at the beginning of the year. But, like, his plans are to come back next year, hopefully, if he gets sponsorship and backing. And, like, you know, Pierce um, is great. He already proved he could go back and win everything in the Midwest, the Summer Nationals. It's kind of like Shirley. Like, hats off to Shirley. Like, Shirley ventured out a little bit more this year. Like, he could have won the Summer Nationals four years in a row, but he ventured out. Like, I I wish Pierce would really hop on with the Outlaws and Moran again. And, I mean, it's been a Moran-Pierce show all year long. Anytime we've seen them, like, it's been amazing. Yeah, that'd be fun. I agree, Mick.
2: Well, and I want to point out, and, you know, obviously, you know, if you're listening to this podcast at this point, I hope you do know, like, at least the results of who won at this point. It was Moran, Shepard, and Moran when it comes down to it. But Devin Moran jumps up to a tie now for 19th on the all-time wins list for World of Outlaws. Four drivers have eight wins: Jimmy Mars, Mike Marler, Jonathan Davenport, and Devin Moran. So he's in some pretty good company. A pretty good list there.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Davenport just won a little race called the USA Nationals. You know,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So. But that's what that's what I'm saying. It's and, and good obviously list. those guys have won a ton more races than what's on that list. But Devin Moran jumped up. Let's put it this way: at the start of the season, Moran was tied for 29th with four wins. With actually, he was only tied with Brady Smith and Steve Shaver at that point because Dillard and satterly both won their fourth this year. Yep. So, you know, Moran's quickly rising through the ranks. I, like I said, this is his best World of Outlaw season he's ever had, and mm-hmm. he's not even running full time. Yep.
1: Yeah, Devin's been having a great year. How I said, and, and we we've talked about that. And I, I told Devin like, why don't you come run with us? He's like, uh oh, maybe. But yeah, I don't know. I, I know Devin's just kind of try to run a true outlaw schedule this year, and see where the wind takes him for next year. But yeah, it's awesome to see Devin Moran. Obviously we saw him that we talked about it on this podcast, the first and last week with the dirt car summer nationals and then Volusia dirt car nationals. He's been a joy to watch all year long. And it's good to see that team uh, doing good again uh, for sure. And w- one thing I want to talk about for sure is uh, qualifying the first night. We broke a new track record. Uh, Brandon Shepard, a uh, thirteen five eight eight, And Brandon told me something very, very interesting in his interview. Uh, the first night, and he told me the balance of his car feels good. That's something we haven't heard all year long. and honestly, Brandon looked good this weekend. I mean, like it, it doesn't look like it in the win wind column compared to the last visits we've been there last year, but Brandon had a great weekend.
2: that being said, he's won three out of the last seven. <laughs>
1: yes yeah, exactly.
2: so so I you say that, but at the same time, like he's been right there. I mean, you look he doesn't have twenty one podium finishes on accident. Like, it's not like yeah, he's been no. bad. I I think that's the miscon- that is a misconception that we need to throw out the window right now. The Rocket One racing team is not having a down year by any stretch of imagination. He's not the first car over the line on most nights, which is different from what we've seen. But I think we need to – what I think we need to do is we need to go like last year was a little bit more of an outlier where he won just about everything once we hit the month of July. You know, you're kind of coming back into the middle of that where he's still – He's still been the best car all year. That's why he has the point lead he has. It's not even a question. But it's just he hasn't isn't finding victory lane as much as he had. And I, I don't think he's done this year. I, and, and he's two wins away from breaking Josh's Josh Richards' record, which could very well happen.
0: Well, you also have to give credit to the rest of the field and competitors, man. Like, every, everyone's running a little bit better. I mean, it's not the one falling off as much as it is people catching the one and, and – That is that's racing. That's the ebb and flow of the whole thing.
2: Exactly.
1: And and yeah, that's true. I I do believe that the world of Outlaws have honestly gotten tougher this year. Like uh, there's been some really good races this year and we've seen a lot of good new first time winners this year. So it's not just the world of Outlaws in general. Like there's a lot of guys outside of the world of Outlaws that are stepping up in regions. And that's honestly helping the uh, the sport of dirt late model racing in general.
2: It is. And I mean, you, you got guys like we said it last week. You go in, you got guys like Greg Satterley. You know you're going to have a tough time beating him. Rick Eckert, going to be tough to beat on any given night when you go in. You know, we've had a couple appearances from that Kyle Larson guy, who's pretty good last I checked. Yeah, he is. So, you know, he's always a, he's a factor anytime he sits in the car. But it, it, it like you said, with the ebb and flows, and I mean, this year as a whole, Longhorns have had an advantage. I mean, Moran has four wins in a Longhorn. Overton's got three. Eventually, I... I have no doubt in my mind that Rocket will come up and and MB Customs and all those guys will come up and it'll be right together. It's the ebb and flow of the sport, like Mick was saying.
0: Well, and also you I mean we have to acknowledge that 2020 was a weird year too. That is I mean, also There true. was a lot of rust. There was a lot of you know, I wouldn't say racing was sparse, but it took us a while to get going. And once we got going, it was still just odd. There was no flow to it. So last year was a bit of an anomaly. I think it took everybody a little bit of a, a time this year to kind of get back on track, but man, the competition is good and has been all year.
1: Yeah, it really has been all year. You look at at just the new-time winners, like you have have Kyle Strickler, Mike Spatola, Bobby Pierce, and uh, Kyle Larson, like becoming first-time winners this year. Those names are no slouches. It was pretty cool to see that. And obviously Dennis Herb Jr. having a great year. We talk about him, three wins, uh, and Madden, four. Uh, It's, yeah, it's been one of those years. And Mick, you're exactly right. I think last year was just a big curveball for a lot of drivers. And Rocket was just... On top of it, they were ready. And then Longhorn, they said, whoa, let's put a little little stop to that. And, yeah, they've been good this year. But I have no doubt with what Brandon said in his interview, I just told you moments ago, I think uh, Rockets are going to be coming back here very, very soon.
2: And that will move to Friday night now where, guess who was in victory lane? Hmm. A Brandon Shepard. The Rocket One racing team. And, you know, hey, you know, he said he was... Him and Madden traded Slick Woody's quick times. Basically, they were one-two both nights. They they led their groups. So it was Madden that got quick time on Friday, but Brandon still took advantage and, got, and drew the number two spot in the feature and rolled the outside of the victory. And, you know, a good win for Brandon puts him two away from catching Josh Richards. And, you know, there was a point about two months ago, we were wondering how close he was going to get, and all of a sudden he's right on the doorstep now. And it's possible going into this south, you know, I always got to count this. so I should know this number off the top of my head. Three, two, two... Seven. Nine races left starting Thursday night. Nine. <laughs> right. I don't think it's crazy that he gets it.
0: No, he's I I think that he's gonna pass Josh this year unless Josh comes and, and
2: well, rips one off don't, at World final. I was gonna say don't count Josh out from winning any no, race I'm either. Not.
0: <laughs> but he's gotta come run with us to 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 add to that that that's total.
2: Also, he already did it once this year. That's why I'm saying. <laughs> but other than that, another good event and you know, yeah. I I also wanna I wanna say on Friday night, the top three really Bobby Pierce and Devin Moran. Bobby Pierce finished second the both of the first two nights, and he was a factor in all three of the events. And we'll get to Saturday night in a little bit, but Pierce had a good run. The, the trouble that Bobby Pierce had, he drew four on all three nights. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, you want to talk about ba- bad luck? I mean, it's it's the luck of the draw. But Moran also finishing third, and w- w- what was a tough race? I mean, things kind of locked down a little bit, but hey, you got to be there, right place, right time. And Shepard took advantage right away. Yeah, you
1: talk about drawing, and who had the worst luck after the draw was Chris Madden. Like the first night, he drew. The front row and ended up finishing 10th and then madden the second night was in the redraw again and he would finish fifth like madden just he was fat like he was fast time qualifier the second night too like he was slick woody's cornhole company fast time qualifier and madden back in the redraw and just didn't get the the results he wanted ended up finishing fifth like chris madden is a guy that i felt like could have had a way better weekend and obviously we're going to get into that in a little bit on third night but uh yeah no know shepherd Phenomenal. He looked like Shepard again. Pierce, obviously, second. Devin Moran, third. And like you talk about it, like getting locked down just a little bit. I mean, yeah, it did. We're not going to lie. We're going to be honest. But Devin Moran started eighth and uh, he finished third. Like Devin made some moves before all that happened. Obviously, Jason Fager, fourth as well. It, it was a pretty good race, to be honest. That
2: That is true. And oh, one thing we forgot to mention about Thursday night, we talked about Nick Hoffman. First top five at the Outlaws Thursday. Yeah. Completely forgot to mention that.
1: Yeah. Great, great run for Nick Hoffman. Made the redraw. Uh, was in the redraw. Yeah, finished fifth. It was good to see Nick Hoffman run really well.
0: Where did he finish in his heat race? He finished third. Third in his heat race on Thursday.
2: Second. If he was in the redraw, he, had he was in it the redraw second. To second. Duh. But that was the thing. Friday night wasn't as exciting as exciting as we wanted it to be. No question about it. But Saturday night, I think we can safely say we got our money's worth and more out of that race. Just a lot of. Now we'll start off by saying Devin Moran led all but one lap in that feature. Shepard got him on one one time on the outside on lap five. Other than that, Devin Moran stayed out in front. Now, if you look at just that, you'd think this race wasn't good. However, behind him, there were more slide jobs and, you know, just so much going on passing that it was unbelievable to watch. I couldn't keep up tweeting.
1: I mean, hashtag boom, baby. It it was awesome. Like, literally, the the whole time... I was excited to that feature, and yes, you're exactly right, Mick. There were I mean, Mick, Mike, uh, there were three wide side by side. Uh, fireworks popped off in that. Like we had some big movers. For one, Brian Shirley, who finished second, I would have never guessed Shirley got a podium. Shirley started 15th and got second. Boom Briggs had a great run early in his heat race. He started 10th and and he finished third in his heat race. I remember interviewing him. He sounded cool, calm, collected. He sounded happy. And Boom, honestly, how about this? He didn't even have his crew chief Shane with him. Like, Shane wasn't there. He flew out after the first night. He had to go out of town. And, wow, like, that—that that is big for Boom to finish third that night. That was amazing. Brandon Shepard fourth. Like, Mike, that was one heck of a race that were three wide.
2: Brandon Shepard fourth, by the way, with no brakes for most of that race. And then Davenport... You need brakes. Like you oh, cannot yeah. just not lift, just let off the gas pedal. So Brandon finishing fourth. I, again, like I I I know a lot of people, yeah, he he's driving the Rocket One car. I know what a lot of people think. Brandon is that good, guys. Like he the man can drive. Let's not let's not say it's because of the car ever. Because the man is good.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he goes into his B five and he proves the same thing.
2: That's right. And then Bobby Pierce ended up rounding out the top five in that one. Chris Madden finishing sixth, and but we'll we'll get to that a little bit. I, I want to talk about Boom Briggs a little bit more. Yeah. First of all, Boom Briggs, Happy Boom Briggs is awesome. He he's and it took him less than five minutes to have a bush light in his hand. He shocking, not really at all, but he he's he had a good weekend. He he of course right away thanked Mark because that Rocket team has been helping him putting himself in position and. Here's what he had to say about that after the race. Boom, a hell of a run, and that car was just hooked up on the inside all night. Yeah, it was, and uh, we were a little tight in the heat race, and uh, I got to thank Mark Richards at Rocket and all the Rocket boys. And Like I said, Chep welded on my car today. Uh, Mark helped me with some setup stuff and uh, got me in the game, and that's all I ever asked is just I want in the game. Just be competitive. Uh, I can't thank everybody enough. I mean, hell, my hand's still broke, and... Uh, This place is, when they get the racetrack right, this place is awesome. And I'm sure them fans got a hell of a view tonight. Now after watching that, would you say long runs were definitely your forte once again? Uh, Long runs definitely were better just because I was able to keep my right rear a little cooler than them guys. Uh, And I was a little bit tighter than them. So the short runs, yeah, long runs were definitely favored me. But as you could hear, I mean, he he was very quick to praise Mark on that, and rightfully so. I mean, Mar- ever since that switch to and Mark's been trying to help him get in the right direction, and it's finally paying off. And Boom just goes out there and loves to have fun. And I'll tell you what, that's probably the most fun he's had. His best Outlaw finish of the year, not his best of his career because he still has that second Eries last year. But I think that was a race he was really happy with at the end of the day. The only way he would have been happier is if he was collecting 30 grand at the end
0: of it. Sure. Did, did he say he had a broken hand?
2: Yes, that actually is from Cedar Lake. Really, I don't know if you remember his heat race on Friday night where he got up into the wall on the outside and he he that's why he didn't run on Saturday.
0: Wow, I had no idea, yeah, that's impressive, I mean Davenport's tough with no brakes also yeah. tough with the broken hand, yeah yes. and
1: <laughs> it was just it was just amazing to see how good he was in the bottom, um, how he said he was tight in the heat race, loosened it up for the feature, and he was just digging like it was re- like I ain't gonna lie. I got pretty excited when I saw Boom charging on the bottom. And and I don't know why, but like there was like midpoint of the race where he moved up a little bit. And I was like, Boom, what are you doing? And then the caution came out and he restarted on the bottom and he stayed in the bottom, which I'm glad because if he would have gone to the top, I feel like it it was all over for him. But yeah, Boom, hats off to him with a good third place run. Uh, You talk about a driver that really needed a good run and that was him.
2: Now we talk about Boom with a a broken hand. We talk about Shepard with no brakes. Let's not discount the battle the winner had to face on Saturday night as well. Mean yeah, Devin Moran had no power steering. Yep, no power steering. Like that—that's impressive. And I want to listen to what he had to say about that. Oh, Devin, it seemed like this car was really hooked up again tonight. But you, I remember you saying in Victor Lane, power steering started going away on this thing. Yeah, there's pretty much like none. But that's all right. We uh, just got to tough through it, and uh, just pretty surreal to win this baby. Now you had this, you know, you've been running well all weekend, like what was going through your head when that power steering started to go? Yeah, just like, what's crazy is like, just slowly got worse and worse and worse as the race went on and like under caution, I had no power steering, so like my arms felt like noodles, I'm not the biggest guy in the world anyways, but uh, I just told myself on that last caution, don't be a sissy, get out there and do what I need to do, And, and that's what we did, you know? Now in this one, you had to survive a lot of restarts throughout the entire way, you know you had Pearson Shepard and those guys behind you, what was your mindset other than the power steering? Um, just run the fastest line I could find. Uh, The middle was really, really good for most of the race. And then Bobby slid me. And when I slid him back in one and two, I felt like slider line was actually, like, really fast. As long as I catch it off a two. And and when I did that, my hand, the Wiley's hands kind of got a little wider. And we just chucked there from, chucked off from there. All right. So, Devin... (laughs) Already saying he's not the biggest guy, which he is not the tallest guy in America, right. but I, I love his quote. when He's like, hey, I just need to get up on a wheel and win this thing. That's, that's what I like about Devin. He's, you get that genuine reaction. From
0: I'm him. curious how it's. he said this started to fade. I wonder if there was maybe a filter in that system that started to plug up or if the belt started to slip. or.
2: or... He probably, I would say now they probably know exactly yeah. what that was, but I can guarantee you getting that thirty thousand dollar check they weren't worried about a Saturday sure. night at the time but knowing that it was really impressive because again that's not a I mean it has been done before don't get me wrong I feel like that's not a not a place you want to lose power steering
0: no not at all I guess it could add a leak to start to run low on on fluid as the race went on
1: yeah I mean and that's that's just also the joy of, of being young you know what I mean <laughs> like that's an advantage I guess like he was just young and he he powered through it like could you imagine that like I don't know if it was...
2: I don't know, Ruben. We're not young. I, no offense, yeah, man. What do you guys say? <laughs> They're not young.
0: I don't know, man. I, re- I used to drive a big old Mack truck that didn't have any power steering. So Ooh, there you go. Builds character. Move, move now, over, Devin now, Moran.
1: But, <laughs>
2: but yeah, right. <laughs> now, now, we talked about Moran and Boom and Brian Shirley getting into the top three. Well, the battle for second with about five laps to go looked a lot different, to say the least. Yeah. Chris Madden and Bobby Pierce were fighting for position. You guys have probably seen the replay by now. The 32 got into the back of the 44, and it it ruined probably what was going to be a second and third place finish for the two of them, although Bobby kind of slipped up on the next restart, which dropped him back to fifth right at the end of the race. But Madden ended up not, and I just want to clarify something, when Madden spun, his wheels did not stop. Therefore, he kept going and blended in behind the one when the caution came out just want to clarify that. That's why he was where he was. Okay. So Chris ended up getting the sixth place finish out of it. Obviously, he disappointed, did not want to talk after the race was over. And I am understandably so. Can't blame him. At that point. And, you know, if you, Bobby's quote, you can read in the recap on Saturday night as well. And, you know, it was an unfortunate situation. But at the end of the day, it was tough because both of those guys were trying to get everything out of their cars. And one thing I will say, Chris Madden. We've seen this. We saw this at the second dream earlier this year. We've seen this more in long-distance races. He is the man that saves his stuff for the end. I'm not saying he would have beaten Devin Moran because Devin was good, but Chris would have been right there at the end with a shot.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, and And that's just two drivers that are good in long-distance races, Pierce and Madden. Um, And it's unfortunate because, yeah, that that would have been a heck of a finish. And I, I just people are probably scratching their heads. They're like, well, the same thing happened with Bobby Pierce and Jeep Van Warmer a week ago with the Summer Nationals. Let me explain a little bit on that too. So Pierce blended in when Van Warmer took him out during the Summer Nationals race. Van Warmer went to the back. So people are saying, okay, you guys are playing favorites on Pierce. How come Pierce didn't go to the back? Here's the rule and the difference. With the Dirt Car Summer Nationals, race directors do judgment calls. So the judgment call was Jeep Van Warmer took out and spun out Bobby Pierce. So Van Warmer goes to the back. Pierce blends back in. Well, flip the switch with the World of Outlaws. There is no judgment calls with the World of Outlaws. It's straight up how you said, Mike. If your tires stop, then you go to the rear. And that's the thing. So that's why Pierce stayed. He just blended in. uh, And obviously, or yeah, and Madden blended in. Yeah, Madden blended in. in, Then obviously Pierce stayed there because there's no judgment calls. But at the end of the race, uh, Pierce was running on the podium and then slipped off a corner number four and ended up finishing fifth, so there you go.
2: It was, yeah, it was, you know, you don't want to take take away Bobby had actually a really good yeah. weekend. You don't want to take that away from him, and I and I, I know Chris is very disappointed with that, with what happened, I guarantee you that, but the one thing I can say is, Chris is going to be able to put that behind him pretty quick, because, well... We kind of come to his home track on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, sure enough. With 40 grand on the line and I, you know, he's going to be one of the many drivers I would say is a prohibitive favorite on Thursday. But let's wrap things up at Davenport. All in all a great weekend. Uh the points battle. Well, let's just say Chris Madden's got a lot of work to do at this point. It is now 178. Point lead by Brandon Shepard. Bruning sits third, 444 out. Herb fourth, 528 out. Weiss is fifth, 532 out. Gustin sixth, 626 out. Boom seventh, 830 out. And Larson eighth, 912 out. That's where we stand going into this weekend at Cherokee. So
0: you said there's nine races left? Correct. So he's got a knockoff 19.77777 points per race to tie.
2: I'm not a betting man. No. I don't like his chances.
0: No, he'd have to knock. Basically, if he knocks off 20 per race. Yeah. However, tough.
2: that means Madden can race a different way now, I think. Yep. And he can just go for wins.
0: Yep. That's, I mean, that's all he can yeah. do. That's uh, what, four positions per race he has to finish ahead of Shepard? That's it, tough.
2: I and to that. be fair,
1: I guess Madden, could, how you said, he's going to race a different way. And now I'm just looking at it a business perspective. Okay, so you, you look at the winnings with the World of Outlaws. Shepard has I'm going to round it. Round it. He has two hundred sixteen thousand dollars. Madden one hundred and ninety five. Like that is not a big difference. And obviously, if Shepard wins a championship, that's a hundred thousand. If Madden finishes second in points, which his chances are pretty good right now, that's eighty thousand. It's only a twenty thousand difference. Now at this point, obviously, you want to go down in history as an outlaw champion. You ran all season. You really want to be well, rewarded, but. At the end of the day, this is a business for these guys. And you look at the rest of the season, we're going to Madden's home track and he's good at Cherokee $40,000. Could you imagine like that? That would be big for Madden Livonia, 10 volunteer, 10, you have big money at the rev and you have 10,000 at Cherokee and four eleven again. And then the dirt track at Charlotte obviously is 12 K. So at the end of the day, Madden could still make more money than shepherd and obviously won't be the champion, but at the end of the day, it's a business. So. Is it a bad year for Madden? No, I think it's a great year for Madden, even if he doesn't win a championship.
0: I mean, I think that, yeah, the championship means a lot oh, yeah. to, to drivers, to teams, to, to everybody, to sponsors. But yeah, I mean, if you, you <laughs> that's good money, man. But, I mean, 195 now as we as we sit, like, yeah, that's good money.
2: You know, it, it very easily could could happen. Now, I also want to say there's, there's a lot of other guys that we need to talk about that could also beat Madden on this stretch because... Madden's not the only guy in the Southeast that is good at Cherokee. I will be the first to tell you that. But out of the World of Outlaws regulars, I wouldn't bet against them this weekend. No, that's but, but sure.
0: you, you'll have guys like Ferguson down there that are that are very good yeah. in the Southeast.
2: Yeah, and there's another guy that's just about been good everywhere in 2021 that I mm-hmm. would still think might be a prohibitive favorite, this uh, Brandon Overton guy.
1: Yeah, I, I've heard of that guy.
2: Yeah, but but here's the thing. Now I I don't wanna I don't wanna say if you're Chris Madden like yes all right the title might be out of reach at this point I say might because as we've learned in racing anything can happen yep I think like I said the odds are stacked against him at this point but say you win the forty grand this weekend you he, Madden sweeping all three is not crazy here this no weekend. not at all I don't think then he wins maybe one of the two Eldora races next week. I think he'd be okay with it. Yeah, that's good money.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm telling you, like, he's having a great year. Like, Chris Madden has four outlaw wins. Is he like, yes, we keep talking. Oh, my God, Devin Moran has four wins. Well, guess who else has four this year? That's Chris Madden. Like, yeah, don't don't count him out. and It's all self from here. I mean.
2: Okay, Ruben, Ruben speaking of wins, I got a trivia question for you. Let's okay. do this. Five drivers have won more than two races. In 2021, and you better have this in your notes and off the top of your head, or I'm going to be worried. Name
1: <clears throat> it. Well, obviously, it started with a strict Oh uh, wait, with how many more? How many? More than more two. More than two. More than two. So not two. Correct. Okay. Chris Madden, Overton. Yep. Dennis Herb Jr. Yep. Mer- yep. You got the two M- I, I think you'd struggle yep. with.
2: Yes. We had we had a little fun with that yesterday with our uh, one of our marketing team members, Mitch Erickson, and he couldn't get Dennis Herb. <laughs>
0: How can you forget Dennis? I,
2: I know, but that, but that's, but again, goes to to wrap it back up. That goes to the season, like we're saying, a lot of guys are winning races. But listen, Madden has had one heck of a year, and I don't want to take anything away from him running second. I mean, Shepard's been consistent. That that's the thing. Shepard finishes on the podium twenty one times. That's not by accident. You know what I mean? It's he's been he's been really good. But let, let's get into previewing this weekend. Now we start off Thursday night. The Rock got Memorial rescheduled from all the yep. way back on March 27th. It's supposed to be my first race of the year. Actually, <laughs> was that weekend? <laughs> no, that's right. Remember. That's right. So we're really coming full circle here. But. 60 laps, 40 grand to win, and there's going to be a lot of heavy hitters in the field. Obviously, you got our guys that are going to be there. We've talked about Chris Madden. We've talked about Overton. Fergie will be there. Jonathan Davenport has it on a schedule. TMAC will be there as well. And there's actually, I looked around, a lot of guys don't have it on their schedule, but that doesn't mean they're not coming because it might be just a, they may not have put it Sure, there. and here's the thing: the other, the other, other tracks aren't really running until Saturday, Sunday this week, instead of the usual Friday, Saturday. So they have a day of travel in between. So some of the bigger names can actually make this show. So, I think you're going to see a lot of guys. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would expect to see Hoffman maybe this weekend. I would think so. I, I would think on Thursday, but I don't want to say they're going to be there because I, I no, am that's, fr- the firm that's believer confirmed. until they roll that's in. That's confirm.
1: Hoffman will be there. I, I talked to him. He, they will be there Thursday. Then they're going to go run the modified. Uh, Friday, Saturday, up at Farmer City. Okay, I would. I think they I
0: would have thought they would go to Bulls Gap, but I guess it makes sense. For, I mean, forty k to win on a Thursday. First of all, that's that's, that's good yeah. money for a Thursday.
2: Yeah, yeah. But uh, the the three guys that have already have an outlaw win in twenty twenty one that will definitely be there: T Mac, Davenport, and Overton. That out of the bigger guys, and I'm sure. Like I said, I, I think you're going to see more than that pop in. It's just we haven't seen that confirmed. On anybody's schedule yet, but you know, you can expect Ross Bales to be there. Yeah. You know, Trent Ivey yeah. had a great run the last time. If I don't know if you remember, he ended up finishing third in one of those Twin 25s in the opening night of The Rock Call.
0: That's golf. right. That's right.
2: You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jimmy Owens, who picked up a win on one of those two. I, I think we can expect the Mac Daddy as well. You know, a lot of these guys in the South that are really good, I think, are going to be here. Any word on
0: uh,
1: if Winger's going to make it up? You know, I, have yeah, not I haven't heard. I haven't heard. I, I would think he'd at least run Livonia, but who knows? And Chris Ferguson is a guy that really catches my eye just because like I remember getting pit reporting notes and, and one of the biggest notes he gave me is simply that it just bothers him that he has never won a national late model touring race at his home track of Cherokee like it's 45 minutes from his shop and he's never won with the outlaws at Cherokee and, and he really wants to check the, off his bucket list and obviously Ferguson you never count him out.
0: We never got the the program never got started for the Rock Galt right we never ran a heat race qualifying anything on know.
1: saturday saturday, night's the saturday night yeah, we had the, the never had anything right i never. Never. and i'm i ain't gonna lie i'm very excited to go to cherokee because remember shepherd won on the outside yeah, that's right like let's not let's not forget i i remember being really bummed out that mother nature wiped us out but like the track was the best i've ever seen it like they were side by side and shepherd got it going in the outside like just saying somebody won on the outside at Cherokee is, is amazing. Like uh, the quote of the weekend was said by Rick, Cherokee's back on the map. Like it was really good and I'm super excited well, to be back because it's going to be a great night of racing, especially for that much money. These guys are really going to go out of their way to to put on a good show.
0: And they'd made some changes to the track, right? I remember we had the promoter on way back yep. whenever that was March, April March March <laughs> it's been a minute yeah.
2: been a <laughs> but I remember they,
0: like they did some things to the banking then they brought some soil in if I'm not mistaken and they, re,
2: they, they repainted the walls the that walls too, right. American flag like yep. red white and blue yeah yep. but the outsides there and I actually I actually went back there about a month ago that's right for the for a $10,000 to win street stock race that I never saw because it got rained out and we did not go back the next day but you know the place looks really good was a, there was a, a little bit of passing in that event we didn't get to see too much too much which actually racing because a lot of it was just qualifying right beforehand but I, I think it's going to be an exciting event I know and as a pickle guy I know I'm excited for this weekend too it's
0: just about to get to that yeah we can have some pops pickles while we watch
2: honey mustard the way to go
0: mm, jalapeno. I like the habanero ones Ooh, habanero and then, and uh, then uh, you you, uh, uh, you up me Mick that's pretty good.
2: And then here's the best part of the weekend. We're gonna we we might have to we might have to put a recorder on on the drive home from the racetracks between uh, Cherokee, Livonia, and Livonia and Bulls Gap because it's we're gonna have Ruben and Mike in a car together.
1: Oh, that's good content, guys. And 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 the, the best content is I'm driving.
2: Yes, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, hear me out. Wait, I have to write oh, my yeah, story. I
1: knew you could drive. Yeah.
2: Huh. I have to write my story from
1: Livonia to Bulls Gap,
2: and Cherokee to.
0: Well, yeah, with Livonia to Bulls Gap's a cool drive.
2: But not that we're going to yeah. see it. It's yeah, true. It will be at That's night. True. That's
0: true. Lots of corners, though.
2: Oh boy! Yeah, hey, he the, he just said, "I need the aux cord." Which what he doesn't realize is always got to do is sync up his phone. There's no such thing as an aux cord in half of these new cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I feel like I should be saying that instead of Mike, but anyway. What? (laughs) I'm just kidding, Mike. I love you, buddy. I don't have
2: serious like I did the last time we rode when we rode to Bristol (laughs) together. So,
1: (laughs) anyway, continuing on, uh, super excited for Cherokee. Cherokee's going to be fun. I I I really do enjoy it. And then the next night, um, Mike, it's our it's our first visit to uh, Georgia to uh, Livonia,
2: and it is our only visit to the Peach State in 2021 as the series defending champion. Ask me if you've heard this one before, Brandon Overton. Mm-hmm. But it'll be, you know, it, it'll be a decent race. And it, it, lap traffic was big in this race last year. And Overton, well, Overton's pretty good. We've we've discussed this many times. And he's, you know, he's again he out of, out of the guys other than Madden. I would say he's the prohibitive favorite in that event. No yeah. question about yeah, it. Yeah, I would think so.
1: Yeah. Madden won there in 2019. Daryl Lanigan won back there in 2014 and a guy that won in 2018. Now we, we talked about this earlier and I really wanted to open up a little can of worms here. You said that it, obviously if Josh Richards doesn't win anymore this season, that Shepard would tie him. Uh, he has two. He needs two wins. Uh, you look at the schedule and you're kind of like, a, ah, I don't believe it. Well, I do believe it because Shepard won at Livonia in 2018 Shepard passed on the outside of Cherokee to win. Like at first, like if it was a Southern track, I'd be like, um, yeah, Shepard will be on the podium. But now I'm like, oh, Shepard can win. So let me, let me just he's clarify. Really, though. He, he's been better in the South. So Shepard could get it done at Livonia.
2: I, I don't bet against Brandon Shepard in any race at any no. racetrack just because uh-uh. of how, how consistent he is. I'm just saying if I were to put my eggs in a basket, I might go 76 and 44 before I went the one. True. Yes. I think that's fair.
1: Yeah, that's, that's fair. It's just like if you were to go to Illinois, I, I'd pick, you know, 32 and and 8, 18 or 9, you know, before. I think the uh, wild card, though, for,
0: for everybody is, you know, the Rev is a southern track, but that's Mississippi mud out there. Like, the Rev is different yeah. dirt. It's not going to be right. I don't think it's red clay. I mean, if I remember right from the sprint car race, that's pretty dark dirt. So you might see... Shepherd at the Rev kind of stand out because that soil might be a little bit more like what he's used to at home.
2: But that's that's going to be Friday night at Lavonia, another $10,000 to win event, or Like I said, our only trip to Georgia. And then we go north to the Gap, Volunteer yes. Speedway, 410th mile, high banked racetrack. I am looking forward to this one. That's you, for sure. You've
0: never been, right? I have
2: never been there.
0: The volunteer is awesome. Volunteer is yes. like – it's like – someone built a Bristol dirt track, not just built Bristol and put dirt on top of the asphalt. Like it's man, it's high bank. It's so cool.
1: Oh yeah. Like y- you get there and like the pit entry. So fun fact, this is the first track I ever pit reported at. this sure is where is. I got my start. I remember yeah, that where- drive. Y- yep. I- that was, that was amazing. That was a fun time, Mick. And this is where I got my start anyway. Like you pull up and they have the old Bristol motor speedway scoreboard. So yep. first off, that's cool. Like it already got your attention, a very beautiful entrance. Like they have nice rock, nice. Anyway, you're pulling in and you're looking to the right. You're like, oh, that's a nice hill. No, that's the corner. <laughs> like, yeah. It is banked. <laughs> you're like, whoa, no way. That's the that's the racetrack. I thought it was just a hill for like camping or something. Like, no, that is the track. Like, it is banked. Even the straightaways are banked. If I don't, if I remember correctly, like hell, the stands like, are banked. Yeah, well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah the Yes. The stands are banked.
2: Like, yes, Mick. That's everywhere though. <laughs>
0: No, yeah, but, I mean they're, they're <laughs> steep. Like, and then they got tiered parking on the back. It's a great spot to watch. Like, as a oh, fan, yeah. it's a great place to go watch a race.
2: Yes, agreed. Uh, and we know we talk about regional guys in this one. Well, Zach Mitchell won there last year. Yep. One of the it two was events. His first
1: outlaw win too.
2: Correct. The other guy who won well, which goes back to Ruben's point, Brandon Shepard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Madden has
2: a win there too. So it's not like it's it's again it's the same thing. There's a lot of good Tennessee guys, which if we see there this weekend. You know, I I would, you know, for example, we're only an hour away from Johnson City. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a dealership involved. Mm. You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Jensen Ford. Oh,
1: that's right. That's right. Yep. Johnson Ford would be great,
2: but that's to say we're only an hour away from Johnson City, so I think we're going to see a lot of those guys as well. And I, I think I think the regional contingent is going to be tough this weekend, like it is everywhere
0: else. There's a yeah, there's a solid regional contingent up there. I mean, Smoky Mountains, there, four eleven volunteer. There's a like there's a lot of guys to draw from. So you'll have a, a fair amount of locals that uh, volunteer as well.
1: Yeah, that 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 always shapes up to be a good one. Um, I absolutely love Volunteer. I fell in love with it since the first day. And I'm just happy we're racing there. Like, I know at the beginning of the year, the story was, what's happening to Volunteer? It went up for sale and all that stuff. I really don't know the full story on that. I'll try to get an update on that for the next episode, which, by the way, will be episode 30. But uh, no, yeah, I know this place went up for sale. And I was kind of sad because I was like, man, I really don't want to see that place go. And I'm just super thankful, guys, that we're going back. I don't know if it ever sold. Yeah, I'm not exactly too sure what happened there, Mick. We'll we'll try to get the story. Mm. I know. I mean, the guys put a lot of money into
0: it over the past few years with improvements, and I'm sure last year it was difficult financially with limited races. But uh, yeah, it's a that's a great place that we need to keep places like that um, in our sport alive and whatnot.
2: Definitely. I mean, I, I like some of these tracks that we've been to that are just different. Yeah, because it's, I'm it's gonna really different. enjoy. I'm really going to enjoy the gap on Saturday.
0: I'd really like to watch, and I'm not a big sprint car guy, but I'd love to watch sprint cars at the Volunteer. Like they would just be crazy. Yeah,
1: I. So I think I watched a broadcast. Um, yeah, I watched a broadcast uh, a couple months ago from Sprint Cars there, and they were pretty intense. I'm not gonna lie, but I
0: know you can't say I, uh, you can't say nice things about. I, I'm waiting. a
1: late model guy. I'm a late model guy.
2: <laughs> I'm just shaking my head at that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, hey, World of Outlaws, like we we are busy because. Uh, again, we just came off Davenport. You guys just came off the swing up there in the Northeast and, uh, here we go again. Like it's going to be fun. And then we're off for a couple weeks. I think it's two weeks. And then we're back at the revolution park in Monroe, Louisiana, which by the way, you, you should start planning now. And, uh, that's going to be good. And obviously our thoughts and prayers are with everyone through hurricane Ida down there in Louisiana, but, uh, we should, we should be good for sure when the time comes up for us.
0: Yeah. I don't think, I think it turned, uh, it turned East before it would have affected Monroe. I got a lot of a lot of friends down there and it's, uh, Reliving some nightmares that we all went through together a few years ago, and it, uh, but anyway, yeah, it seems like Monroe did did not get much uh, impact from Ida, so we should be good. all good to go good, there. Good, good, good.
1: Well, guys, autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pant pumpkins when you're grooming. If you know what I'm saying, make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready. For a cuffing season like no other, ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped. Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to Manscaped for 20% off plus free shipping with the code STICKSIGNALS21. So there you go. And also, if you can't join us, if you're in the Midwest and you couldn't join us this past weekend at Davenport for the final race in the Midwest, don't forget store.worldofoutlaws.com has all your merch. So hop on that. And grab all the merchandise you want from the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series. And uh, guys on Dirt Vision presented by Dean here this week. uh, Quite a lot. Wednesday night you have uh, the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds with the Super Dirt Car Series. That's going to be good. And obviously Thursday we're back. Short week the Cherokee Speedway Rock Alt Memorial 40,000 to win on Thursday night and then Friday the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series are at Skagit which Mick that's up by your by your uh, home stomping grounds I would love to go to Skagit yeah. uh, that's a beautiful facility you
0: you were out that way you were you're about an hour and a half south of there
1: I know. I, I, did, I did Google it on Google Maps. I think I was exactly an hour and 15 minutes or like 45 yeah. minutes. It was something like that. And I really wanted to drive up there, but we were just there for a short period of time. I don't think. Uh, Skagit
0: uh, is a beautiful track. I'm a little jealous I'm not out there this weekend. But yeah, I anyway, think it was, continue. It was
1: in the video game for the World of Outlaws. Anyway, yeah, Skagit, very beautiful. They're up there. That's Friday night. And uh, Saturday night, uh, or excuse me, still Friday night, we'll be at the Livonia Speedway in Georgia, our one and only stop in the Peach State. And also Williams Grove Speedway that Friday night with Jacksonville Speedway from Jacksonville jacksonville illinois move on to saturday night skagit speedway again for the skagit nationals up with the world of outlaws nos entering sprint car series and then we're at the gap baby volunteer speedway on saturday night you don't want to miss that one that one's going to be fun for sure plus the lebanon valley speedway has a super dirt car series and millbridge speedway saturday night definitely a busy night for dirt vision presented by drydean and then Sunday, final night of oh, the gadget Nationals up there in Washington. And then you have a uh, HUSET Speedway as well on that Sunday. And then Monday, how about this? You have uh, the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series at Gray's Harbor Raceway. And yeah, that's going to be good as well. You have Husits as well. Like there's a lot of action happening here this week. So definitely we've talked about it plenty of times. Download the Dirt Vision app. It looks nice and clean and fresh and new. Go to the website, get that FastPass or Platinum FastPass today to watch every lap live uh, from all those events that we just talked about, plus the exclusive section and much, much more. But nonetheless, thank you all so much for joining us here for episode number 29 of Stick Signals. We'll see you all next week for episode number 30.